Hello. God, I am so excited for this. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> Woo! First ever mailbag episode. I am pumped. <laughs> uh, hello and welcome to another episode of Locked on Spartans. That over-enthusiastic, terrible voice you just heard is the one, the only Matt Sheehan. My name is Will Hunter. It is Thursday, January 16th, 2020. Welcome to Locked on Spartans. And as Matt alluded to, Today is a very special day. Mail time! It's time for some mail! Woo. We are opening up the mailbag. We sent out the request for questions. You came through with flying colors. And yes. honestly, due to time constraints, we may have to extend mail time into a second day. I can't believe that many people listen to our show, <laughs> let alone have questions for us. I know. This is the most flattered I've ever been in my entire life. It was uh, it was surprising. So we've got a giant, giant batch of questions that we're going to try to get to today. Some of them are legitimate Michigan State sports questions. Mm-hmm. Some of them are not. We kind of... Debatable. Debatable. We kind of... We covered the entire spectrum. We've got... We sure did. Very legitimate questions that thought consideration need a good opinion here, and then we've got someone wondering uh, how much I weigh. Yes, yes. <laughs> Not even wondering, just assuming. Just assuming, <laughs> really, that I am <laughs> that I am of great heft. Um, you are the part of the eight fifty club. Yes, <laughs> yes. There's a reality show with me and my brother, the thousand pound brothers. Yes, good. I, you know, I thought I saw you on that. I don't want to mention it, but all right. Good for you, man. That is that is us. Um, no, we got a, a bunch of questions that we're going to run through today. Uh, I've done mailbags myself before you joined the show, Matt, but this is the first time since you've joined uh, that we put out the requests, and this is what happens when we have a week between basketball games. Sure. It just kind of coincides with that. We uh, aren't going to talk about Mark D'Antonio's retention bonus at all today. Uh, no, I'll talk about it right now. Uh, he deserved it for what he did in the past, and here we are, and there's nothing we can do about it. Okay, <laughs> carry on. We'll we'll talk more about it uh, in specifics tomorrow because I think a lot of people are like Matt approaching it from the wrong angle. So ah, shoot, I did it wrong. Teaser okay. for that. Oh. Um, but yeah, none of that today. No, no serious hot take attitude. Well, we'll see what happens. But uh, all your questions all the time. If you wanna, since we're gonna probably. Shove this thing into two days here, at least half of tomorrow's show. Email us, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. You can still send in questions. Tweet at me at Will underscore underscore Hunter, 1L2 underscores. Tweet at Matt at Sheehan underscore sports. So, without further ado, Mm -hmm. let's jump into these questions. Let's crack open some mail. Let's just do it. Let's open some mail. Reminder, you can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. I do want to say real quick before we get going, uh, shout out to Dylan Swan, who asked a question specifically about the Purdue game and was just part venting, part wanting some feedback on some stuff. His question's not going to make it to today's feedback or mailbag because it was specific to Purdue. But I, I saw that email, Dylan, and I thought, you know what, we should just do a mailbag. So you inspired uh, us going to the listeners for content. So thank you. Ouch. Hold on. So he writes in a question to inspire mailbag and we don't do his question on mailbag. Okay. <laughs> it, 
Am I following this? Here you go. What happened okay. to Purdue not being good at really anything? That was the question. Baldy and Stefanovic oh. shot the lights out today. It's true, Mackey's a hard place to play, apparently, but holy shnikey, this loss sucked. Everyone looked tired and loosey-goosey with the ball. What a Sunday ruiner. Agreed. <laughs> okay, yeah, I get it. Because, I mean, really... Uh... <laughs> The only question that's worth answering, because I agree with everything on the latter half of that, is uh, what happened to Purdue not being good at anything. We didn't say that. <laughs> um, but even if we, we did or maybe alluded to it, uh, do you know what happened? Uh, the Big Ten, outside of any team that starts with the letter N, is uh, a, a live dog yeah. uh, this year. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Purdue's good. They have elite, elite defense and a fantastic offensive rebounding and have a few guys who can shoot. We, we went over that. That's that's the question from Dylan. That's why we weren't going to get to it because I didn't think it was pertinent anymore, but you just had to go in there and ask. So there I'm you go. I'm a nosy person, you know. That's what I do. <laughs> right. One down. One down. All right. Our first question might be my favorite one uh, of the entire thing. It's a two-parter from Sean Dwyer who emailed us. Would you rather... A, be the Baylor kicker that Tony Lippett uh, sent into the sun, or be the cool. Rutgers player Miles Bridges dunked into the Breslin basement. Oh, man. Um, oh, it's, it's – you don't want to be either, obviously, but you'd rather be the guy getting yabbed on, right? <laughs> because at, at least, A, Miles Bridges went to the league. Like, that's a very reputable player uh-huh. to get your, your face caved in by uh, on a dunk. Number two, like – I, I can't imagine how Callahan was. Was that the the kicker's name for Baylor? Yeah, he actually works in the MSU athletic department. Which what a, what a twist <laughs> of fate. Um, he he had his ears had to have been ringing probably to this day. So I I, I gotta go with getting stuffed in a shoebox by Miles Bridges uh, over getting catapulted into 2023 uh, <laughs> <laughs> on that return. God, that's a good question to start off with. It is. Um, my so I, I broke this down. It's either. Physical pain or mm-hmm. emotional mental pain? Like, mm-hmm. Which one do you want? Yeah. Do you want the embarrassment of getting yammed on or the physical pain of getting lit up? Because it's a kicker and it's yeah. Tony Lippett, who is a, a receiver, but a big receiver who also played some defensive back and played defensive back in the NFL. That is, And you know what? At least the kicker was trying. That looks good on film. <laughs> the effort looks good on film just until Tony Lippett meets you. That's, what, what I'm yeah. saying is that is a mismatch. Um, <laughs> it is expected that Tony Lippett would light up a Baylor kicker um, with a blindside type block in that situation. So it's not a really a shot to the pride. Everyone looks at that and goes, ooh, yeah, that makes sense. It's certainly mm-hmm. a shot in the pride, a shot of, in pride to get yammed on like that. So given God, that true. the kicker is now working for Michigan State. Yeah, and like he, a conscience individual. Yeah, he's a, a lie. And he, after the game, joked about it. I, mm-hmm. I'm thinking that even though he got lit up, he was probably sore, but it, like his brain seemed to survive it okay. He wasn't, you know, wrecked and ruined and concussed severely to the point where true. He, he was just totally out of it. I think I would go with getting lit up by Tony Lippett. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. And he took it like a champ, too. I mean, yeah, he kind of slept for a little bit, but he got up and got to the sideline. Yeah. So. Um, I almost got dunked on in uh, scrub ball mm. in high school, and that was close enough for me. 
Okay, I see. Yeah. And I have been hit like that kicker uh, in the minimal time I played in high school. <laughs> so don't want to really necessarily relive that, uh, but yeah. Bonus question from Sean. Would you rather go through a Tom Izzo wardrobe practice or watch the Purdue game film with Tom Izzo? This one's easy for me. I'll go first. Oh. It's watch the game film. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm doing wardrobe. There's nothing more miserable. Again, once again, to go back to the high school football days. Nothing more miserable than you just getting torched on film or you just doing something <laughs> so patently stupid on film and your coach is grilling you, your teammates are looking like, is this guy seriously on the and team right now? Like, we got to carry this guy around? No, I'm, I'm doing war drill. I know it's going to suck, but hey, at least I get a good workout out of it. So Actually, I'm changing my answer. You're right. War yeah. drill. Yeah, war drill. Take the, war I drill. can't take the shot to the pride. Like, just – because, like, it depends. I guess I was looking at it from the wrong perspective – I need to be looking at it from, like, I am the one who played very poorly against Purdue. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I am the star Mm -hmm. of that. It's like that Twitter thing. Every day there's a new star on Twitter. The goal is to not be it. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so with that perspective, I do not want any part of that film session. All right, next question is from Benjamin Waldman. Benjamin. Benny. 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 First of all, love the podcast. Oh, that's nice. Um. I paid him to say that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Check us He's in the mail. MSU fan since birth. Hoping to go to MSU Law. Good luck with that. Go get him. A couple questions. If you could only have one program, regardless of winning, right, ignoring what team is better, MSU football or basketball? This is my least favorite question in the world because I can <laughs> never just answer it. I can never answer it like, like a grown adult. Oh, man, this is so tough. You want to go first? Football. Yeah. 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 Do you know what? I'm going to go basketball just because there's, there's more games. That, that's, that's fair. That's a fine reason. That, that, that's it. Just sheer, sheer sure. volume. Like it is honestly got a 50, 50 toss up for me. And I know I can't answer that. So that's why I'm going to go basketball here just because I get 30 plus games a year. Yeah. Ideally. And that, most seasons we get 30 plus. Yeah. His own Breslin uh, outside of, of course. Like two games a year where it's South central North Carolina. Um, yes, you're getting a great environment, an awesome experience, and when it's when it's rocking at Spartan Stadium, it's better than the Breslin, oh, I think. But mm-hmm. the Breslin is certainly more consistent and is just always rocking and awesome. So I, I, I I'm buy gonna that. miss tailgating so much though. That's, I'm gonna miss yeah. tailgating, saying goodbye to football. Tailgate. So, but. I love just like you got to consider the seasons here, like. Football in the fall is just, there's something about it that it just fits. It just works. The weather makes sense. Being around, like the best times at Michigan State for me were like the tailgates. They were just the best. And it wasn't wasn't even like getting hammered and all that. It was just like the enjoyment of... The camaraderie, if you will. Yes, exactly. The experience of togetherness and walking around campus and everyone's doing the same thing happy to see everyone all that stuff yeah um, 70 80 90 thousand your closest friends on a given saturday i mean yeah. it's, it's it's an okay okay vibe yeah that's a good one and i'll miss it next miss it. next one from ben um what is your favorite spot on the msu campus oh man oh man crap like as a student when I was there, or as an alumni now. Alumni now, it's it's definitely the South Breslin parking lot because that's where we tailgate. <laughs> so just get me on a slab of cracked concrete uh, about thirty yards away from a porta john. That's that's my favorite place today. Let's do it this way. One hundred percent. You're a student at MSU, and yeah. you're just kind of having one of those days. 
Sure. Is there a spot like, all right, I'm going to take the long way to class so I can walk by this or stop here for a minute just mm-hmm. to like do whatever? Did you have any spots like that? Walking along the river was always cool. Yeah. Like uh, on the class. And I, I had a lot of classes that were on that trail. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, there's not a flattering nickname attached to that. I call it Nature Trail. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it just walking along the Red Cedar River, fantastic. And ideally, these adventures would end at the Brody Cafeteria. <laughs> you are a king at the Brody Cafeteria. So that, I think, is my favorite physical spot on campus at Michigan State when I was a student there. I, got, I have a few. Okay. Um, I really like the botanical gardens. Yep. It just is like, it's quiet and like not even to, if I'm like, I don't know, crap day, like walking through there, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to swing through the gardens just to like have a quiet minute because yeah, that's healthy. Camp, yeah. campus is busy um, constantly. Yeah. I'm with you on the river uh, for sure. Here's a random one. Okay. It's, hit me. Um, I don't, I don't remember if it's third or fourth floor. I think it's third floor of the library. Um, the, Oh, I went to the library like three times my entire <laughs> four years there. So, the, so I, I can't relate. I, I, I lived off campus. So when I'd go to campus, I'd bike ride to campus and I would stay for a, you know, longer periods. I would have a class at 10 and two or whatever. And I would spend the time in between at the library. So I did that a lot. I spent a lot of time in the library, especially later when I was a responsible student, but mm-hmm. like third floor, you could get like in the back corner kind of where it was really quiet and you didn't have to worry about full tables and you there's windows facing the stadium like the river in the stadium and the sun would shine in, in in a way and it just was like really a great spot to sit and you could like look and see the river and ducks and all that stuff and it was just you're a pro at this oh, man yeah. wow you, it was it was good real estate it was a really good peaceful spot to uh get homework done at the library i should have gone there a few times after games this year that would have been <laughs> Very healthy instead of just fuming on 696. <laughs> yeah. All right. One more. Um, uh, you know what? We got to take a break. We're going to. Okay. Yeah. We need to pick this up. Um, we'll come back with sure, questions uh, after this break. All right. Really quickly. Uh, on a cooking show, who makes the better Italian dish? Izzo or D'Antonio? Oh, man. I, I got to say Izzo just because I could see him doing a, the, the special ingredient of just passion and love with it. I, I, I can't see D'Antonio, you know, flaring it up, um, putting that just a little dose of love into his dish. I can just see him grumbling and mumbling through the entire lasagna making process, whereas Izzo damn near playing the accordion while whipping up whatever you ask him to. So I, I, I think I got to go Izzo here for that I, reason. I agree. Um, for the same reasons. We got a bonus here from Ben. It's a movie reference. Oh, a few people oh, no. sent in movie references and I hid them from Perfect. You. All right. Excellent. A desperate sports team allows public tryouts that end with them picking up a local bartender whose life is in shambles and is told he'll never amount to anything. In the end, he makes the cut for this team. And his legacy lives on. Waterboy? <laughs> football no. team. Waterboy is a football movie, but a football team. A desperate NFL team. Oh, NFL t- Oh, I'm not going to get this one. I'm sorry. It is Invincible. Oh, uh, I'm sure it's a great film. Starring Mark Wahlberg. Very popular Disney film. Marky Mark. Look at you. Look at you, Marky Mark. <laughs> Crap. All right. Next one is from Brian Lally. Hey, guys. Assuming D'Antonio's tenure comes to an end relatively soon, what do you think about making him the next athletic director, if I'm not mistaken? Same thing was done with George Pearls when his coaching career is over. Complex question, and I like this question because not it's definitely me. something that's been no. thrown around. 
Go for it then. No. That's the answer. Just no, no hard no. Hard no. Yeah. Um, Mark D'Antonio is a great football coach. Things he struggled with uh, over his tenure, I would say, mm-hmm. is the public facing stuff and the administrative stuff. And that's what being an AD is. And, and I get that. However, um, and this is probably the sole reason why I like him. His name's not Bill Beekman. <laughs> so that's fair why i like it because i just this isn't a d'antonio or beekman question because i'm going d'antonio there too in a landslide um and that's why i'm looking at the question then so like i just have faulted logic then yeah compared to yours it's i think man an ad job is a lot more involved it's like gm with like a football team Mm -hmm. dan marino for example football guy through and through took the uh, miami dolphins gm job and resigned two days later because he didn't realize he would have to do paperwork like it's it was more than just drafting yes, players uh, once a year. Yes, yeah. it's it's a different thing, and I think at his age and what he's done, he's got built into his contract a parachute position. I don't know if it's ambassador or whatever, like a, a well paid year position uh, within the mm-hmm. athletic department. All for that, totally fine with him sticking around, being an ambassador, being someone who represents Michigan State. Um, I'm not sure that he wants to do all that entails to be a good athletic director, and I don't want someone half-assing a half athletic director job because we have that now. Um, yeah, what's another guy? You know? Yeah, and uh, just because he was a good football coach, that doesn't always work out. Um, you can look all over the place. You know, Maybe it worked out a bit for Pearls uh, or Pearless. Yeah, Pearless, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pearls, George Pearls. <laughs> I don't know why I just read that weird. Um, eh, spice it up a little yeah, bit. That's okay. Look at me. Um, but it, it has certainly hasn't worked out at other places too. And I just, I'd rather have someone who's an experienced athletic director, uh, be the athletic director for Michigan state. All right. I'm on your side now. You got me, okay. but yeah, if it is against Beekman and D'Antonio, please, you know, my answer. Yes. Uh, Travis Nelson, listener from the UP, Travis. Hey, I, all right. Canada one time. No, I, no? I miss I missed the UP, Travis. I lived in Marquette for three years with my lovely wife. Um, yeah, I do miss the UP. Um, my question is, as the Big Ten season is now heated up, what are you expecting in terms of MSU's final record and seeding in March? I realize there's still 14 more regular season games. <sighs> 14 more, okay. <laughs> it's a good caveat there. It's 14 more time. <laughs> um, no. I think anything between a two and a four seed is in play. Uh, they're on the three line right now with Lenardi. Uh, it, I it's weird because right now the Big Ten has like seven teams. They have twelve teams in the top thirty something of Ken Palm, oh my and God. they have like two teams in the AP top twenty five. Mm-hmm. So there's a massive like media people around the country really don't respect the Big Ten right now. But I'm thinking and hoping that. The people actually paid to make decisions and care about basketball things will realize that the Big Ten is significantly, by a decent margin, the best conference in the country. Yeah. So, you know, going 15-5 and five in the conference would be, you know, a, a really good season. I think 14-6 and six probably wins the conference this year, Matt. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Like, I, I've read a lot of projections that say, like, five losses wins the Big Ten. But, like, yeah, I could totally see it being yeah. six, especially could, with... 13 and seven would not be... I mean, it would be surprising. That wouldn't be wild. Like, there are... Mm-hmm. Eight or nine of the teams in the Big Ten are projected to win, like, between nine and 11 games. Like, it is a logjam. It's Michigan State, a yeah. logjam, and then the two end schools, Nebraska and Northwestern. 
Man, and I'm looking at like MSU's road schedule too. I, I find it hard to believe that they're only going to lose like four more times combined <laughs> with like a road schedule of at Indiana, at Minnesota, at Wisconsin, at Michigan, at Illinois, Nebraska. Okay, we're going to win that yeah. one. At Maryland, at Penn State. That's like seven tough road it's, games. Yeah. It, I find it very hard to believe that they're only going to lose like maybe three of those and then just we'll just say they'll drop one at home just for semantics. But yeah. Like, man, I, I think six losses. Yeah. Like so. Oh, that's unsettling. I don't like saying that. But like then again. Not bad in the Big Ten this no, year. No, think of it. You <laughs> that, that plays. You got 10 home, 10 away. They got Nebraska and Northwestern on the road. That helps. You win mm-hmm. those two against the bad teams. Against the other eight, you go three and five would be a pretty good job, I think. Sure. You know, four and four would be nice. Five and three, six and two would Excellent. be absolutely killer. Fantastic. Um, yep. And then, yeah, so you lose five there. Lose a, you know, you already lost one. So you lose four more. Then you lose a home game. That's 14 and six. And you should probably still win the conference. So, but optic wise, seed line, I, I don't know. I still, it's so, it's, it's so goofy I just know. because like MSU has won Big Ten tournaments and they gotten screwed in the seedings anyway, or like they kind of didn't do great, but you know, got an okay seed anyway. So just to play it safe, I think I'd go three seed, but in Cleveland, which would feel like a two seed, really. Yeah. I mean, I guess you would want to stay close to home a three-hour drive away from the Detroit area, you know, get some fans there. So, yeah, if I had to guess, six losses in the Big Ten, which is wild to say, and then three seed in Cleveland is, is what I'm going at right now. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a safe guess. I feel like that's boring, which is more times than not correct. So Yeah, and I, I'm with you. Um, if they somehow run through everything and lose one more game the rest of the season, they'll be a one seed. Don't think that's happening. I think probably three seed is most. God, could you imagine though? Oh man, that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Let's do one more before break. Jared Anger uh, asks. Oh, there it is. I was like, "Where is this question?" Um, oh god, oh god. I know we hate to talk about it. Oh, perfect. I like how this starts. <laughs> but with Cassius okay. leaving us next year, do you think Rocket Why? Watts will have to be the one to fill that void, or do you guys see somebody else stepping up and filling that spot? Jared, come on, enjoy the season. <laughs> Jared I can't yell at you Jared because I, I think about Tillman going to the draft every single time he puts up more than 10 points so yeah I, I, I can't shame a guy for already thinking about next season <laughs> no we're not yeah definitely not uh, not shaming you but come on enjoy it <laughs> oh man uh, with the Rockets thing uh, no I, I, and I think I think I said this earlier like in the podcast maybe a month or two ago but like man very early in the season I kind of had the vibe like we could use a transfer guard next year, like some experience. I get, I, I, like, I get Hoggard's coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure he's a fine player. Rocket Watts, fine player. Foster, fine player. I would like some like leadership and someone that's you know proven to be like a, a quality point guard. So if that could work out, I don't know how the scholarships are going to shake out and all that stuff. Um, come on, I'm not that prepared of a person. Um, yeah, I, I think a transfer guard a la Brandon Wood would just be fantastic. So Yeah, something like that's that. Um, on my wish list, yeah. It'll be, and it depends who goes pro, who doesn't. Um, yeah. Some combination of Gabe Brown, Aaron Henry, um, fo- like that group, Foster Lawyer, Kithier Bingham, they should all mm-hmm. be there in that sort of group. They'll all be juniors. You would hope that that fivesome between yeah. them would take over the sort of leadership roles and all that stuff. And, you know, I think Rocket is going to make a big leap. I do between his freshman and sophomore okay. year. I think he's wildly talented and just is still working. Like we've seen his shot look way better. He's made some really nice plays. Um, 
you can just see it like in flashes like holy shit that was incredible once he keeps that pivot foot anchored on his jab step he is money (laughs) because my god does he shake his defender every single time somebody dm me like why that why why can't rocket watts not travel on his pivot step is because he wasn't called Uh, for travel so i was like that's what matt uh, thinks That is honest to God, unironically what I think. Yeah, no, I, and I agree. <laughs> College officials are really tough on first step travels. They just are. Um, Clearly, yeah. But again, he's like 15 games into his freshman year. Like, we got to relax. And yeah, he missed. Uh, he was, he was hurt himself. for seven of them and then missed the next five. So, No, it's all fair. Yeah. 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 All right, let's pause here. We'll come back and finish off this episode with a couple more questions. All right, next one here from Luke Zimmer. I love listening to the podcast. Go green. It would be awesome. Yada, yada. Thank you so much, uh, Luke, for listening. And thanks to everyone for submitting these questions. I don't mean to skim through the pleasantries here, but we need to get it moving. Um, (laughs) If we don't make it to the Final Four this year, are we going to go into a three- to five-year slump? Um, (sighs) No, I think maybe it's okay to say, like, next year is, like, okay, get to the Sweet 16 type thing. Sort of not a total rebuild, but a step back, uh, you know, to kind of reset everything. Um, mm-hmm. But the recruiting's been fine. Uh, there are certainly a number of good players, younger players. We just talked about Rocket Watts. You know, him as a junior, sure. it could be a really good season for him. And who knows what kind of step he takes. Same with Aaron Henry, Gabe Brown, if they're still around Bingham. You know, sort of who knows, they could be really good players. We don't know who Michigan State's going to have as freshman that year. Maddie Sissoko, AJ Hoggard, both to be both look to be pretty darn good recruits. Totally. So, yeah. um, and you got to remember, like Malik Hall could absolutely be a, a player in two years. Julius Marble, like they're going to be pretty solid, I think. Um, yeah, and like it, it's weird, and this is as cliche as you could possibly get as a state fan with this next statement, but never count out Tom in March, you know, and you know, it, it's a cliche for a reason. Cause it's true. I mean, that team in 2015, no business being in Indianapolis for the final <laughs> yeah. four, like that team in 2005, probably not your prototypical ideal final four team, but Hey, I mean, it still made it work. Yeah. So, um, a drought, I, I, I would feel really, really dumb for saying that there could be a drought with final uh, with, I'm uh, sorry. With Final Four still as the head coach. With Tom Izzo still yeah. as the head coach, yeah. I should and say. But is it going to be dicey? Sure, it, it could be. But yeah, just like you were saying, Will, like, there's a lot of good talent. And I don't know, I kind of like the talent on the coaching staff as well. Yeah, so. it's 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 a, it's a machine at this point. There's never mm-hmm. really been a terrible slump that has lasted that long. Um, nah, five years is the longest. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. And that's a Final Four slump. And there are like... Right, one seeds in there, Big Ten champions in there, really still great teams that just lost to a bad matchup uh, in Louisville that one year. Didn't play well against mm-hmm. Duke. Like it, it just it teams from the middle region of Tennessee. <laughs> um, it just yeah. it happens, and there was again some really good teams there. So I don't think you have to worry about the program falling off. Um, and he does that similar in vain when, uh, you know, Tom retiring. Is there any chance he doesn't retire at MSU? I do think. In the next three years, uh, it starts to become likely where you're paying attention. Like, is this Tom Izzo's last year? Um, mm-hmm. Pending a second championship as well. <laughs> uh, sure. There, I would put the chance he doesn't retire at MSU at 0.001%, uh, leaving that little margin for Tom Izzo murders somebody. 
Yeah. I, <laughs> or like hmm. something happens where he has to be fired. Maybe five people is what it has to <laughs> yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I can see him like inking a, like a Supreme Court justice uh, like term where he's just there until like he just kills yeah. him right there on the bench Tom, after a missed box out or a defensive assignment. Like it's just curtains. Yeah. Him there's not a right single there. college program he would leave for. And he had his shot at the NBA and decided he didn't want to coach LeBron James. Um, so when he decided that, uh, he was done flirting with the NBA. That is pretty. Yeah. And I know people have said, like, uh, maybe he'll retire after Steven Izzo retires. Mm-hmm. But, I, like, I don't, yeah, I think that's all speculation. But it is. I, and, yeah, Imani Bates, but too. But still, like, three years, like, that's not a bad timeline. I mean, you know. No. And he's mid-60s. Yeah. Like, it's going to happen. But, no, I don't right. think you have to worry about him going I don't want it to. anywhere else. Um, can you see Tom Tom as a head coach in the future? Maybe. Maybe not at Michigan State. We'll see. He'll be part of the staff soon as the next. I hope so, yeah. man. I'm, I'm I'm rooting for him. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think... obviously, limitation as a player, but God, impossible to to root against him. Just you know, as a person. Yeah. So the uh, is I think wherever he goes in coaching, I think he's going to stick in coaching. He'll have a bright future there. It may not be in Michigan State, but it'll be somewhere, and he'll always be a Spartan. When will MSU be football be good again? Don't know. Here's a couple more movie <sighs> references. You ready? Oh, sure. Right, I think one you're going to get for sure. The other one you, I don't think you're going to get. Oh, that's the one I never get. So, okay, let's Here's go. the one I think you're going to get. Adam Sandler is okay. an aspiring hockey player who lacks on-ice talent and needs to make <gasps> money to save his grandmother's <gasps> house, makes the money winning <gasps> golf tournaments and fighting Bob Barker. Happy Gilmore. I did it. Okay, I knew you were, <laughs> hey! That one's too much of a classic from our growing up that you would know that. Here's one I don't know that you're going to get. Okay. Ben Stiller is the security guard no. for the American Museum of Natural History. The museum comes alive at night, and the security guards are the only ones who know. I know what movie uh, you're talking about, but I certainly have not seen it. What? What is night it? Night at the museum. Night. Oh, night at the they museum. made like no. six of them. <laughs> well, I missed all six. I don't I know think, what you want me to say. I think there's only three, but there's definitely been multiple. Like it was a very successful movie. Well, good for Mr. Stiller. That's a little feather in the cap for him. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely needs it. Um, here's one next question from Sam Mullen. I don't imagine Derek King ends up in East Lansing. We've got a, a couple versions of this question. Uh, sure, but is there yeah. a shot given the previous relationship during his recruitment? Uh, apologies to the other person who asked about it. I just happen to have the one up here, and we're not going to ask mm-hmm. the same question twice. So Derek King, uh, Houston quarterback, prolific passer, um, played four games this year, senior year, redshirted, you know, shut it down for the season with the intention of coming back next year because Houston was bad. Um, but he entered the transfer portal, and uh, Michigan State was actually the first team to offer King a scholarship, a uh, Division One scholarship. Back in 2014, uh, they were recruiting him as an athlete, not really a quarterback, because at that time it was very much still the the pro-style system. They ended up, um, uh, who would have been the quarterback in that class? Damian Terry? No, no, no. Um, it might have... Side DeWeaver? No. DeWeaver was after Lewerke. It might have been Lewerke. I think it okay. was Lewerke. Um, so they end up getting Lewerke instead of Derek King as quarterback in that class. Um, but now things have kind of changed here. Um, Matt, you and I were talking about this and 24 seven did like, here's some possible destinations for King. And it was, you know, Oregon, LSU, Oklahoma, you know, the usual suspects. And then way down at the bottom of the list was yep. Michigan state. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> um, I don't think it's likely, but I would, I would say there's more of a, ch- like when Jamie Newman hit the market, 
it was like, all right, he's going to pick Oregon, Georgia, or LSU. And he picks Georgia. Yeah. Like, he's the top guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, who are some uh, Jordan Love was a potential one, but he ended up going to the NFL. When Jordan Love was kind of considering that, you're like, well, if he does transfer, it's going to be Oregon, Georgia, LSU, Oklahoma, like, whatever, like top tier guys. Yeah. So you don't really have a shot at them. But someone like King, I think, could actually work out here. And there is a, a relationship there. Terrence Samuel was his lead recruiter. And okay. as we know, Samuel is still on staff. Oh, boy. No, no. I, I, I can't be talked into this. I can't get my hopes up. This is this is not fair. Um, I think I, I do actually think Michigan State is looking, considering potentially like, hey, is quarterback in the transfer portal something we should explore more? Yes. I'm not sure that they're going to go any steps beyond that. I, no, I, probably not. <laughs> I can see them looking into it and be like, I like, we're going to go with the guys we got. But there is certainly that relationship there. That's not going to hurt. Um, he wanted to play quarterback. It wasn't the right fit at Michigan State at the time. And you know what, Matt? Go ahead. Kind of a better fit now. Now I got my hopes up. Look, look what you did. Dang it. <laughs> I'm I'm saying there's reason. Like when like I said, when Jamie Newman went us out there, I was like, there's no reason he would ever end up at Michigan State. Yeah, they just played each other. That's where it ends. <laughs> like that's where the All reasons right. end. I think there are legitimate reasons that King could end up at Michigan State if they were pursuing him. I don't think they're pursuing him. If that makes sense. Yeah. So we'll call it what three percent? So we'll call it one. Okay, all right, not not too far away. Three's, from three. Okay, three's ambitious. All right, yeah. All right, let's do. Uh, we're running long. We'll do one more. Okay, from Spartan. Right. This is yeah, fun. we're gonna just we're doing a full mailbag tomorrow too. Send in more questions. Locked on Spartans at gmail <laughs> We're a mailbag podcast <laughs> now. We only do mailbag. As long as you, we will do mailbag episodes. Oh, you know what? We can't do mailbag. We have to preview <laughs> Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin. <laughs> Uh, yeah. we'll save the mail. We'll, we'll get to your questions. I promise. Keep sending them in. We love doing it. And there's, there's days where we're going to need to have mailbag questions, but one more, uh, Hey, there's a DM I got from Spartan puppies on Twitter, who I appreciate you sending the message. Uh, listen to the podcast every day. Thank you. You guys are great. Not Matt. No, he didn't say right. Not Matt. Correct. I would agree anyway. <laughs> um, who do we think could step up? At quarterback next year, um, he saw some people saying like Peyton Thorn uh, could potentially be the guy. Um, I don't know. He, he wants. I don't know who it is, but I know who it's not. You know, like, and I, it's 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 a horribly mean way to answer the question. But I'm just going to stop there. Like, for Thorn, well, obviously Kim too. The kid come from high school and Day. The problem is, is like Day's thrown three passes as a Spartan and. That, that's it for that group of three right yeah. there. So like it's, it's, it's very nice to read good things about what happens in practice, but how many times have we read this player's doing great in, uh, in practice? And then in a game they're like, oh, yeah. Okay. Like, so while it's great to read things about Thorne and of course, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And I'm pumped up for it mm-hmm. too. And sure. I would love to say like, he's absolutely the guy, but Man, is the sample size so small with everyone else. Like, we are just walking into a dark cave with no tunnel at the other end when it comes to this quarterback battle. I got no idea what's going on. Yeah, so. and yeah. The, the guy we've seen the most of, Rocky Lombardi, 
in theory would be the leader because of his experience, but again, wasn't and it wasn't all his fault as a redshirt freshman getting put into the just worst situation you could ever get put that in. That was uh, we can do another thirty minutes on that if you want me to. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll see. Honestly, ask me again in it's January fifteenth. Ask me again in like three months, and I you know might have a better idea just being around practices. Uh, during the spring, once spring ball gets going, getting to talk to players, getting like, oh, you know, how are they looking? Sometimes you can sort of read into it and get some clues like, oh man, Peyton is freaking awesome. Like he is mm-hmm. making huge plays every day. Or we might, you know, just continue with the blurred picture and have no idea. But I think in a few months we might know a little bit better and spring ball is going to play a big role in determining who's the quarterback next year. Well, we know what's going to happen. It, like Lombardi will start. And then who knows, two, three games in the season, changing of the guard, and it's 2013 all over again. 13 and one. Maybe not with those results, though. So, <laughs> um, of course, yeah, we'll see. He, he also has Spartan puppies. Could Cody White leaving help guys like Jaden Reed and Trey Mosley get more playing time? Yes, of course. Um, how, yeah, yeah, they're just, you know, stepping up. And I think Reed and Mosley were going to play plenty next year. How good do we think mm-hmm. Jaden Reed can be for us? Uh, that'll be the last one we take here. I think Jaden Reed going to be really good. Good enough to get me uh, excited and hopeful yeah. for the receiving he, court um, next year. Yeah, he was a freshman All American. You know, a lot of it, sure, against MAC competition. Had some good games against actual big schools. Um, good hands too. Like yeah. I mean, not like pretty physical, strong hands. So I don't know how he ended yeah, up at Western Michigan. He's certainly a Power Five player. Um, explosive in the return game, which is going to be really nice. Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine like uh, just a, a returner like, in the punt or kickoff game? That's that's yeah. gonna shred my mind he to took, oblivion if that happens next year. I think he took both one punt and one kickback for a touchdown as a freshman. Foreign concept, completely foreign concept. Um, but he's a game breaker, crazy speed, really quick, um, good hands, smaller player. Uh, we'll see. It'd be so exciting if they could put him and Naylor on the field together, and then have Mosley uh, on the outside, Barnett on the outside, and just like. There's some potential yeah. there, but I think Jaden Reed. Or like eight foot two, Trayvon Morgan yeah. too. God, that'd be awesome. I think Jaden yeah. Reed could be the best receiver on the team next year, and I think he will be the most exciting playmaker, like a guy you just got to get the ball in his hands. So I think he's going to pay some big dividends for sure. Totally. All right. Thanks so much for listening. That's going to do it. We got a ton more questions that we got to get to, and we will get to them, I promise, as soon as we can. Uh, tomorrow, Michigan State is playing wisconsin basketball we will preview it uh, maybe we'll do like a segment on d'antonio uh his retention bonus and then just do the uh the full-on hoops preview after that so that's going to be the plan for tomorrow's show thanks so much for all the questions keep sending them locked on spartans at gmail.com at will underscore underscore hunter one l two underscores at shehan underscore sports Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, take us on home. No, just like you said, thanks for all the questions, everyone. And thank you for all the support. Um, yeah, it's crazy. So go green.